you're in the Freedom Hut. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest from Buck at BuckSexton.com. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. So much to get to today. Obama throws a maskless birthday bash in Martha's Vineyard. Fauci says COVID is a danger to kids and they got to be masked up in school. A Cuomo accuser says he committed a crime against her and Afghanistan is collapsing even faster. We will get to all of that. But first, you know, Wall Street wants you to think that a few measly percentage points a year is a good return on stocks, but it's not. And that trading is so complex, you need a financial advisor, but you don't. All you really need is Carnivore, where you guys are crushing it, even when the market is tough. Carnivore Trading is an anonymous team of elite Wall Street strategists. They're legends among Wall Street heavy hitters, and they've gone a bit rogue. For the first time, they're inviting everyday folks like us to see and mirror their explosive trades. Carnivore will let you see the trades they're making right now for two weeks free. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use promo code BUCK for two free weeks. And if you join, you'll get Carnivore's industry-leading promise you'll generate three times your fees after your annual paid subscription, or you'll get a 100% refund. Go to GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. That's GetOurTrades.com, promo code BUCK. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions. Past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. So Obama had his big party, right? Obama had his big party, and we should all understand that this is the way it goes now. These are the rules. The rules are that there are two sets of rules. There's the set for your side and the set for the other side. There's the elites, the Democrats, the apparatus of power and control in this country, political, media, financial. And then there's just everyday folks. And, and you have to be in constant fear. You have to be terrified at the prospect of what will happen to you, not only if you don't obey the dictates of the left, because, you know, they're, they're for your benefit. But if you upset them, if you don't go along with what they tell you, then they have to punish you. They have, they have no, no choice. That's what they want you to think. Meanwhile, Obama had this big party, and sure enough, you have all these people who are gathered, hundreds and hundreds of them, maybe four or 500 people in close proximity, no masks. Now, I understand that the, the libs then immediately say, oh, but everybody at the party was vaccinated. I'm sorry. There are rules going into effect in places across the country right now that say even if you're vaccinated, you have to mask up. So so which is it? Which is it? Is it you're done forever if you're vaccinated or is it you're done forever if you're vaccinated and you're important enough, powerful enough to be invited to Obama's 60th birthday party? I think we all know what the answer is. This has been true all along. They do this in the open. They do this in your face. They don't care that you can see how outrageous this is. They don't care that it is clear there's a double standard at work here. That's the point. It's to show you. It's to make you live through the reality of they can do what they want while they tell you what to do. They'll do what they want, even if it's in direct opposition to orders they've given to you. This is the world we live in. This is what we are facing right now. It is appalling. But this was the best thing of all. New York Times White House correspondent Annie Carney 
just said the quiet part out loud with why is it okay for Obama and his guests and his people to party like it's 1999 or pre-COVID? Well, it's because they're important and sophisticated. Play seven. Other people said, you know, this is really being overblown. They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. And and this is just about optics. It's not about safety. Oh, but I thought optics were important. You know, like when they tell us we have to wear masks even by ourselves outside, as they did for months and months. I, I thought the optics mattered. Oh, I also thought that this was about safety because extra protection's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal, they say. They poke you, they prod you, they harass you. Just do it. Just put on that mask. Just bend that knee. Just get that shot. Just stay away from other people. Don't go out. Don't see people. It's not that big a deal. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's what they do to you. But then when it's time for a big fancy Obama party, it's, oh, let's not be crazy. And we got a lot of vaccinated people, cases overall are way down from where they were. And, you know, shut up, peasant. That's what they're telling you. So while Obama's having this this big party, they're still pretending that the real issue here is uh, or, or a major issue is the need to protect children by masking them up all day in school. This is appalling. This is child abuse. The people who want to do this are cowardly morons. I'm sorry, but they are. We've already gone through a year here of children in school, in private and parochial schools in particular, who were fine. There were no major outbreaks. There's actually there's clear data on this as well with what the danger is to children from this. The risk to children from COVID-19 uh, and deaths per 100,000, one to four years old. Drowning, almost three. Vehicle accidents, 2.3. Homicide, 2.2. Cancer, two. Cardiovascular disease, one. Suffocation, 0.7. COVID, 0.2. So heart attacks, basically, are a bigger danger to one to four-year-olds than COVID. Suffocation is a bigger danger by a factor of three For one to four year olds and then for five to 14 year olds, cancer, 2.1 vehicle accidents, 1.9 suicide, 1.5 homicide, 0.7 drowning, 0.5 covid, 0.2. All right. Let's be very clear about this. Covid is a minuscule risk to children. But you wouldn't know that if you listen to Dr. Fauci. Here he is. Play four. There are two things you do with children who are not vaccinated, and that's the recommendation. You surround them with those who can be vaccinated, whoever they are, teachers, personnel in the school, anyone, get them vaccinated. So protect the kids with a shield of vaccinated people. For the kids who can't get vaccinated, that's the reason why we're having a strong recommendation that in the schools, everybody should wear a mask, whether or not you're vaccinated. We've got to protect the children. Wait, I'm sorry. We have to protect the children. That's idiotic because children aren't at risk from covid. Children are fine. He's saying it's not about making it zero. No, it is about making it zero. It absolutely is about making it zero. 
and it's never going to get there. We have to learn to just live with this. We have to just go out and live our lives. Enough. I've been saying this for a very long time. We either take back the control of our lives or they continue to control our lives. They will not willingly give up the power they have. They won't do it. They won't do it. And they don't even they don't even pretend that they've learned the lessons of the past. Lollapalooza, a big concert just happened, packed, absolutely packed. Media was kind of meh because, you know, those are like cool people that go to Lollapalooza. Those are libs. Those are Biden voters for the most part. But the Sturgis motorcycle rally is going to be happening soon. And oh, my gosh, Dr. Fauci is so upset about that. You know, the people are out there with the variant and with their their Harley Davidson and other assorted motor vehicular motorcycle situations. And they're going to be revving those motors with the droplets coming out of their mouths. And, and then it aerosolizes along with the fumes of the, of the motorcycles. It makes it even more dangerous, of course. Play six. Well, I'm very concerned, Chuck, that we're going to see another surge related to that rally. I mean, to me, it, it's, it's, it's understandable that people want to do the kinds of things they want to do. They want their freedom to do that. But there comes a time when you're dealing with a public health crisis that could involve you, your family and everyone else, that something supersedes that need to do exactly what you want to do. I mean, you're going to ultimately be able to do that in the future. But let's get this pandemic under control before we start acting like nothing is going on. I mean, something bad is going on. I mean, we've got to realize that. You got to just, you know, a little longer. It's only been 18 months and you need a little more time, a little longer. So, you, I mean, when does this actually go away? We're talking about booster shots already, folks. They, they want you to not pay attention to that. They're already discussing booster shots. Moderna, when I say discussing, Moderna is saying, yeah, we're going to have to get you booster shots. There's tens of billions of dollars on the line here for the pharma companies. You don't think that they're excited about the prospect of not only a mandatory vaccine, but then mandatory booster shots. And they, they feel comfortable lying to you about this. That's what you have to understand. Fauci and the rest, they think it's okay to lie to you about public health policy for their own good. That is a fact. They lied by their own admission about masks in the beginning, but they actually didn't lie. They were telling you the truth, and now they just would rather pretend that masks work really well, so they would rather say they lied to protect supply when really they were telling you the truth, which is that masks are useless. Useless! N95s properly fitted the entire time you're exposed may be useful in a significant way. Cloth mask, mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off, mask up between bites. Only a moron still thinks that that means anything. There are a lot of morons out there. And they're telling you things right now that are just not true. I mean, here's Dr. Peter Hotez on MSNBC, who's I'm seeing this claim increasingly that that pediatric care, you know, that, that children now are the, the next wave of covid. We've had 18 months of covid spreading. We've had millions and millions of children across America have gotten covid. They're fine. They're fine. You have more people, more children die in an average flu year than die from covid. And. 
We're, we're acting like it's about to overwhelm our hospitals with kids. This is what they're saying. Play eight. So what we're looking at right now is is a humanitarian catastrophe that's uh, now unfolding in the South, uh, even before school starts. And as schools act as that accelerant, you should assume that we're going to see uh, pediatric intensive care units all across the South completely overwhelmed. And something, even a possibility of uh, ten, small tent cities of, of sick adolescents and, and, and kids. And, and I don't want to see that happen. I know no, nobody does. We somehow have to get the word out to parents that this Delta is something different. And it is, it is, the, uh, it, it is picking off young people like we've never seen. It's picking off young people like we've never seen? where's the data on this? Someone needs to show me how how that's occurring right now, where, where that's occurring. But they're saying it, anything to keep people terrified. Uh, anything to keep people terrified. Me- meanwhile, you also have these public health officials who I-, I don't know if they're playing dumb or they are dumb. It's very hard to tell the difference. I mean, the NIH director, Francis Collins, is running around saying, I don't understand how masks became a, a symbol of your political party. Yeah, you absolutely do understand, because that has been the case for a long time now. Play three. I mean, how do we get here? Why is it that a mandate about vaccine or about wearing a mask suddenly becomes a statement of your political party? We never should have let that happen. And come on, America, we, we can separate these, can't we? We're incredibly polarized about politics. We don't really need to be polarized about a virus that's killing people. We ought to be doing everything we can to save lives. And that means get the vaccine. And that means wear the mask when you're indoors in a crowded space. And if you're unvaccinated, wear it all the time. Wear it all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm going to wear my mask all the time. In the shower, in the bed, alone in the woods, going for a swim in the ocean, because I don't want to get a shark stick with COVID. These are the people who are making decisions about your life. These people are morons. They're morons. They're not smart. They're not impressive. They don't have leadership. They don't have traits that you should to be making the kinds of decisions that they're being uh, they're being put in a position to make on a daily basis. I mean, it's it's going to come down to us just finally saying, no, no, I'm, I'm looking at it here in New York City, where there's a very good chance that I'm going to be told soon that I can't go into restaurants and I'm going to force them to force me. OK, they're going to bar me from public life in my hometown that I've paid exorbitant taxes in for decades now and that I've lived in pretty much my entire adult life. They're going to force me to get a shot that I don't need. Okay, I'm going to remember that. Oh, that's going to they're going to make me sick for a couple of days with, you know, chills and fever and whatever. Because, you know, it makes me feel better if you're vaccinated, even if you've had the virus and you have antibodies and you're safe to be around. If that's the approach they're going to take, I am going to remember and I am going to want payback. I'm going to want political consequences for these abject morons who are in charge. They really should. They should all be ashamed of themselves. They're so stupid. That's the problem. They're actually just not very smart. I don't think it's possible to be a person of wisdom and good judgment and be a leftist today. I really don't. I don't, I don't think it's possible. 
You know, maybe you could do well in school or you could check the right boxes or whatever, but, you know, or you, you see a perfect example of this. I mean, Mika Brzezinski, here's a woman who goes on TV. It's kind of like a spokesmodel that people listen to because her dad's last, you know, her last name and her dad, her dad was a guy that people kind of remember from being uh, important in government 50 years ago or whatever. And here she is um, saying, you know, let, let's all mask up our children. Play two. Your child will go into the hospital alone. Your child will be surrounded by people who are dressed in bubble wrap, who can barely touch them, sticking and poking them with tubes. And your child will suffer alone if your child gets the Delta. And if you don't get vaccinated, your child could get the Delta variant. And it is happening right now. There are more kids than ever before in pediatric intensive care units in the South. It's happening. Protect your child if you can't protect yourself. If you feel like you, for some reason, want to be a part of this death cult and, and follow disinformation, that's your choice. But are you really going to do that to your child? Uh, protect your child. Oh, my gosh. Protect your child. Really? This is where we are now? I'll ask you this right now. How, how many of you listening to this? Because people listen to this in all 50 states all across the country. How many of you know somebody who's had a child hospitalized with COVID? I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of you that are listening to me right now. How many of you have a child who has gotten COVID and been really, really, really sick, gone to the hospital? There, I mean, it, it, by the way, if there's one or two of you, I'm very sorry to hear that. And the statistics are that it's overwhelmingly likely that your child was fine and now beat the virus. We'll never have to worry about it again, or at least never have to worry about that version of the virus. But uh, 99.999% of you are thinking, I, my, my, if my kid had COVID, he had it for like three days or something, it was fine. So why all the panic now? They've conditioned themselves, you see. There, there's, there's like a psychological disorder that COVID has brought about. These people are unwell. They, they, they have a real issue here. This is not just a uh, this is not just a theoretical. They have a mass hysteria that they are having to work through and they're, they're going to drag us all through because they also enjoy the control. You know, how some people like to watch scary movies. They like that sense of thrill. There are people that uh, for whom covid and the pandemic is, oh, my gosh, I can't leave my house. I'm so scared. Everyone has to be so scared. They they marinate in the exquisite agony of their own fear. They, en they enjoy it because it is an escape, actually. It allows them to avoid thinking, am I, am I worthless, superficial coward? Do I actually make a difference in the lives of people around me? Have I made good decisions? Am I a good person? No, don't worry about any of that. Just mask up, double mask, triple mask. It's very similar to the mentality you see with uh, climate change. By the way, you, you might have seen this. Uh, climate change, we're now told, it's too late. It's going to be hot. We're going to have the worst effects no matter what. To which I say, great. Stop crying about it, Libs. But they're going to say, no, you don't understand. It's already too late. So we have to do even more to make up for the too lateness of how we can't change it. But we're going to change it anyway. <laughs> they're just out of their minds. They're just out of their minds. They are. You know, this weekend I had I had great sleep. It was really the highlight of my weekend was getting some rest in. And it's all because of my pillow. Mike Lindell's MyPillow is an amazing company. I've got my pillows on my bed. I've got the Giza Dream sheets, the mattress topper. I've got my towels, my slippers. I'm outfitted head to toe with MyPillow products. They're amazing. Plus, Mike Lindell 
stands up against cancel culture and he refuses, utterly refuses to bend the knee to the left, even when they try to kick his products out of stores and and work against him. When the woke comes for Mike, Mike fights back. You could say he pillow fights, he slaps him. And uh, that's why you should support this great company with these amazing products. All right. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special square. You'll see rotational offers up to 66% off on products like their pillows, mattress topper and Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets and more. All MyPillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee. Enter promo code buck for these great radio specials. That's MyPillow.com right now. Click on the radio listener special square. You'll see rotational offers up to 66% off uh, their pillows, mattress topper, and the Giza Dream Sheets. Make sure you use that promo code buck when you go to MyPillow.com and click on that radio listener specials square. It's Harsanyi time, everybody. Our friend David Harsanyi at National Review. Go check out his latest at NationalReview.com. Mr. David, good to have you back, sir. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So we had uh, the Obama party over the weekend, and it was amazing to see just how much it's not it's not even enough, I think, for some people, the media to bend the knee and, and do all this double speak about how, oh, it's fine. And they were being safe and everything else. Well, they're actually also saying the Sturgis motorcycle rally is going to kill everybody. Right. Sturgis motorcycle rally, really dangerous. Obama's 500 person party. Totally fine. But but it's almost like they enjoy embarrassing themselves publicly because it proves their fealty to the king. I mean, it's it's getting pretty absurd out there. Well, yeah, I think this sort of hypocrisy <clears throat> fuels a lot of anger in this country, even though, you know, it's not like Barack Obama's out there making policy. But, you know, he's part of the elite that wants you and me and, you know, every average person to give to, you know, to surrender the comforts of the world uh, in our freedoms, either, you know, for for the covid stuff now but before that you know for global warming i mean john Kerry looks like was flying his private jet you know to martha's vineyard to attend this party where he has a house yeah he's not giving up anything so listen i don't you know i just think that it, it feeds into the hypocrisy and it also feeds into the idea that these people don't follow rules like we do for instance you know newsom or whoever all these politicians have been caught the the, the mayor of washington they've all been caught doing whatever they want to do and um i think it's good for us because I think it fuels a kind of righteous anger that's necessary to sort of push back against these policies. I, I'm at the point now where I, I have gone from opposition to frustration to outright disdain with people who will still play this Fauci game of, oh, well, well we have to like mask up all the kids in school because COVID is so dangerous to kids. It's as though we learn nothing, David. It's It's as though... We haven't seen that COVID is not dangerous to kids. It has never been dangerous to kids. And, and yet now this week, there are news stories. Oh, but the Delta variant is going to fill the hospitals with children. It's just not true. It's not happening. It's not happening anywhere. And um, it is untrue. And I, li- I live in a county, you know, I live in Montgomery County, Maryland, which is sort of uh, ground zero for Fauci, you know, worship, I think. You know, this is where he works. It's probably where he lives. Um and I have to say, like, even if you want to rebel against this stuff, it's quite difficult because uh, I was talking with a friend this morning. If you go into a store and, you know, you're with kids, whatever, it's just a hassle to fight with every person and have arguments with every person and not wear your mask. So, you know, you just put it on, to, you know, because you want to go on with life. It really shouldn't be this way. There has to, it, there has to be, and I'm not sure this is the way it is across the country, but there just has to be, there have to be more people willing 
started to stand up. And then when you hit a certain mass of people, you know, you can push back against it. And then, you know, maybe they rethink the schools, et cetera. But yeah, I think we're going to be in a permanent state of scaremongering. I think every time there's another variant, God knows how many there will be, because I think COVID's with us obviously forever. You know, there's going to be another push for people to wear masks, to control people, to shut down schools, et cetera. It's just a disaster for society. How do you think we, how do you think we, we beat this? I mean, how, how do we get people to, I mean, I honestly just want to look at all these Democrats, all these people that have just their brains have been so, they, you know, they they still are in this world. They think, well, Fox News denies the virus exists. I mean, they just say crazy, stupid things all the time. H- how do we get them to stop being crazy? I mean, is it even possible? I, I really worry now that we've re- we've crossed this point where they're just going to be like, well, we should wear masks preemptively because you never know when another variant will come up. You know, we we should have all these rules in place just in case like that. It went from just a little bit to just in case in the blink of an eye. Yeah, I don't really exactly know how to articulate this, but I would say it this way. I think and I don't want to you know, I don't want to exaggerate here, but I think there's called safetyism and that people like it. You know, when I see people throwing the masks on outside while they're jogging near my neighborhood, I say to myself, this person wants to be told what to do. He wants to be controlled. I, I can't put my finger exactly on it, but it's it's like, you know, you know, we always say, oh, people are yearning for freedom and stuff like that. I don't think that's actually true. I think people aren't yearning for freedom. I think people are yearning for order most of the time in the world. Americans used to be a bit different than that. And that that's what this is a, a function of. So I don't know. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but I really feel like some people like it. They want to be told they like to wear the masks and they want to be, you know, they want Fauci to tell them how to act. And that is, you know, again, that's disastrous for a country that is based in liberty. So. Um, I get the way. How do we fight back? I don't know. I think you need governors to fight back and say to the state, as DeSantis has, that the state of federal government, we're not going to do this. It's really only, only way to, to have it work. And then hopefully, you know, people support him in that and reelect him. If he loses an election, the next guy is going to make everyone do whatever the federal government wants. So I think that's the only way to fight. Yeah, back. I feel like we all, we just have to get to a place where we we're going to have to have separation. I mean, people are going to have to just start moving. And I, and I say this as a New Yorker. I mean, I'm I'm seriously sitting here with the prospect of being told that I basically can't go anywhere in New York. I can be in my apartment otherwise, unless I get a shot, even though I've had COVID, it can prove I had COVID, you know, and, and have COVID antibodies. It doesn't matter. And so that's when you start to think, I mean, as, as a guy who doesn't have family here, I mean, doesn't have, you know, his own family. I've got, you know, siblings and such. Maybe, maybe I got to move. I mean, maybe I got to move to a place where they're just not going to be insane. I, mean, I, th- I think this is now it's getting real, right? When they're going to bar you from public accommodations because you won't go along with the safetyism and that becomes the new reality, I, I think pretty radical stuff starts to seem like the only answer. No, I think that's right. I think if I had young kids, I'd probably look to move to Texas or Florida or, or somewhere else. Um, because I think, the you know, a lot of this is bad, but the school shutting down the schools and what they did to kids, um, you know, last year it was just just really destructive and corrosive. So I think that uh, I, I get that instinct. I mean, I'm old, you know, like I don't care that much. I do my own thing. But if I had kids, that would be that would be a, a real good reason to move. And I think you're going to get a lot more of that. Problem with that is that a lot of liberals also <laughs> move to these places and then they bring all their bad ideas with them. I saw that happen in Colorado where they turned it from a red to a blue state. And I worry that that's going to happen or is happening in Georgia and Arizona maybe in texas in the long run and that that is bothersome but i get the instinct of separation for sure by the way why do why do uh obviously tucker carlson went to hungary and talked about victor orban and so now there's it's amazing like it's like the eye of sauron moves to hungary from the the left-wing media 
And now it's just, uh, you know, every, oh, my gosh, he's like practically Hitler and he's a fan, you know, all these things. What's their beef with Viktor Orban, other than the fact that Tucker said nice things about him? Well, listen, I don't like Viktor Orban in general. I think he's too authoritarian for me, but I don't think he's I, I would call him like a moderate authoritarian. I would say he's basically in line with a lot of leftist governments in Europe as far as he's you know you know the way he uses the state and government the problem for them and why they hate him is because he's a nationalist for hungary it's not like orban's policies are in line with conservative policies in the united states for the most part i mean he uses government to you know to 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 dispense you know to redistribute money to all, all the things that left like they would love that kind of power when i hear progressives talk here they want that kind of power so their real beef with him is that they get to pretend he's Hitler and they get to pretend that people here support Hitler. And I, don't, I just want to say, I mean, I think that there is too much for him here. He's not as, you know, what he's doing is not as great as people, you know, some of sort of the nationalistic conservatives think it is, but he's no worse than tons of other people. You know, it's just this overreaction to him uh, by people who don't know anything about Hungary. Now, I just say this, I'm not some expert on Hungary, but my family's from there and I, you know, I speak it a little and I know a little bit about it. You know, when they write like Jonathan Shade or Matt Iglesias, I mean, what they're writing is nonsense. They don't anything about <laughs> a lot of Hungary experts all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> David Harsani, everybody go check out his latest at Nash Review. David, thanks so much for being with us. Anytime. Thank you. So we have uh, a Cuomo accuser saying that it's a crime what he did to her, which I think is very interesting because now there is supposed to be a, a criminal. There are criminal investigations ongoing. We'll continue to follow the Cuomo story in the weeks ahead. As you know, I've said all along, I do not believe that uh, Cuomo will will resign. And I also think it's 50 50 that he manages to stay in office. Which is not the consensus in general right now, people believe that Cuomo is gone, that Cuomo is going to uh, is going to end up being removed from office through impeachment. That's that's what the consensus is. So we shall have to see about that. We'll have to see. But um, I think that he's probably going to stay. But this guy is clearly a sleaze. I mean, there's all these women coming out saying he's gross. He's gross. <laughs> that's that's for sure. This isn't like a Kavanaugh thing where people are like, you know, like 50 years ago, like I can't even like say like whether I even met him. But like I he like grabbed me one time, like when we were, you know, teenagers. Or, it's like, give me a break. Right. I mean, the, the whole thing with with uh, Kavanaugh was such a lie. But, you know, they went along with it because the media is disgusting. They have no principles to defend. Um, but the Cuomo thing, I mean, he's a dirtbag. He's a total dirtbag. And uh, that's real. And then uh, on Afghanistan collapse, I, might, I may spend more time on this tomorrow, but I'll just say for now, um, Afghanistan is not going to last to the end of the year. Uh, Afghanistan is falling. You know, it's, it's falling rapidly right now. You've had a number of provincial capitals, three in one day, just fell to the Taliban and it's just getting worse. Uh, they're not going to be able to provide the air cover for very long. That's necessary to try to turn back the Taliban onslaught. They're going after them in the north to make sure there can be no northern alliance, no holdouts against Taliban authority. This is uh, it's in total collapse situation. I mean, that's they can say it's not, but it is. So what does that mean? And, and you know, Plato says only the dead have seen the end of the end of war. The Afghans haven't seen the end of war. I'm just hoping America see the end of it, because depending on how this goes there, you could see a real call for people to, I don't know, redeploy could happen. I hope it doesn't. And I, I hope that we are able to just exit and understand that it's not our problem anymore. 
but it is going to get really ugly. And the Biden administration is just trying to massage the messaging on this one because they don't know what else to do. We'll get more into that one tomorrow. Thanks so much for being here, team. An honor to have you with me as always. Please pass the buck. Tell somebody about the Buck Sexton show. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Shields high.